Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of our Nerdy Misfits podcast, the first of hopefully many. We will see how this goes. Anyways, welcome to the Nerdy Misfits podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Connor. And yeah, welcome to the show. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll start off with um, who we are. So Matt and I are good friends. We've been friends for, I guess, almost a decade now. Makes me kind of feel a little old, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> wow, 10 years, actually. That's pretty crazy. Think of that, yeah. But um, we kind of just wanted to start creating some content around nerd culture. We're both really into different different nerd um, subcultures, I guess you would call them. But we, we, we go around. And uh, yeah, we just want to use um, the Nerdy Misfits platform we've created. Um, we've created it multiple years ago. We've been saying we're going to be doing a podcast, YouTube etc for a long time now and we're finally in a spot where we have some free time to at least start our podcast and that is what you're listening to right now it's it's exciting a little nerve-wracking i guess you could say as well um we apologize for any kinks that might be in the first few episodes but we hope to improve the quality improve our awkwardness I did mention this is a nerd podcast, so that should come off that some of us are might be socially awkward. So bear with us. <laughs> like I said, with the Nerdy Misfit name that we have for what we're doing here, you can check us out on Twitter, um, YouTube, and Instagram. They're not really getting used too much right now, but we're hoping in the upcoming weeks to months, we can definitely throw more content out there, keep you guys updated when we're coming with new videos or episodes, so on and so forth. You'll definitely check us out on there. Like Connor was saying... Our podcast and our channel, the whole Nerdy Misfit platform, is basically our source to showcase anything nerd culture, such as anime, manga, comics, Star Wars, movies. Like, I'm a huge movie buff, um, so you'll definitely see us posting about that. Um, Connor's huge in anime and manga as well as I am, but he knows a little bit more of the subject than I do, so we'll definitely be spamming a lot of that as well. And yeah, the podcast won't really have too much structure, we don't think. Um, We'll try and figure out a better formula later on but as of right now it's just gonna be two dudes having a drink and just talking in front of mike talking about like i said anything nerd culture based yeah for sure i think uh future episodes might we might try and uh revolve around a specific topic whether that be like matt mentioned some some of the more subculture stuff like maybe we'll have a topic about star wars with the, the kenobi series coming out maybe we'll discuss something like that um and have a full episode about that but for right now it's kind of more just free-flowing. Um, Matt and I are pretty busy, so I feel like the first few is just going to be a lot of just us catching up on what we've been reading, watching, etc. Don't have a lot of time. Uh, adulting can be hard and uh, time-consuming, <laughs> to say the least. rough. <laughs> to say the least. But um, yeah, I guess, uh, do you want to go over how we met? Yeah, so me and Connor first met around eight, nine years ago. We literally just... That we were working in the same company, but we were working in technically different departments. Yeah. Um, but then both of those departments one day merged. And then, yeah, Connor and I have been friends ever since. Uh, one of our coworkers, Fran, lovely lady, told us both separately that each other were into like comic books and that were huge nerds. So it's almost, I almost like thank Fran for this friendship because she almost made us like have a conversation once. She basically was like, both of you are nerds. You guys need to talk. And really, the rest is history. I mean, over the years, Connor and I, we've seen various Marvel movies on pre-opening night, the Thursday night, even. Yeah, for sure. 
a couple of the Avengers movies. Um, I think we saw Force Awakens together, Last Jedi together. I say we, we've seen a lot of the the big the movies. big movies. Yeah, Spider Man's first coming to the, the MCU, MCU with uh with Captain America: Civil War. That I remember. Yeah. We were pretty hyped for that. Endgame, Infinity War, for sure. Pretty sure we saw Last Jedi. I th- we might have seen Doctor Strange together as well. Yes, I can't I quite remember. Yeah, Matt but... starts becoming pretty flaky sometimes. So or vice versa. So he he might start forgetting that he uh, just dipped on me on a lot of those movies. So I had to find another person <laughs> to go with. <clears throat> but uh... except that person's not doing podcasts with him. I am. So clearly, I stuck around. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, we've just done a lot of things. We. Watched crap ton of anime and stuff together. Those other movies we've seen in theaters together too. Some anime, either yep. live actions. We saw the live action <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, we've seen some uh, unfortunate films as well. Definitely. Um, actually, you know what? I'll give Tokyo Ghoul credit that it wasn't the worst live action yeah. anime I've ever seen in my life. It's true. And we saw, I think, uh, Weathering with You twice in one day. We watched so, the yeah. dub one, and then we left, picked up one of our friends, came back, and watched the sub right after. Or uh, either... We watched both the dub and the sub together in the same day, so... Which were both great. Beautiful film. Definitely. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check out Weathering with You. I did see that uh, Shanghai also has a new film. I don't know if you saw that teaser for it. Looks so, beautiful, that's as ex- always. That's exciting, for sure. Um, it comes out later this year. I want to say August, maybe? Um, I think it comes out in Japan in August, but... We're going to have to wait a while. Yeah. Wait a few more months. For, for the legal. Yes, yes. Which, which we, we only, only watch. do that. <laughs> of course. We only watch. I would never suggest or even think about watching anime illegally. That's wrong. Never. Definitely check it out on legal sites only. Not a sponsor, but... Or, or your local theater, if it's there. Um, We've also seen the, the Heaven's Fields movies. Yeah, the first, we saw the first two. First two. Didn't get to see the third COVID. one. Then, then COVID. You know, pandemic then, and stuff. Then COVID happened. Then Matt... But I do own all three, so Matt did end up coming yeah, by. Yeah, we, we ended up watching them about a month, month and a half ago right now from when this podcast was recorded. Yeah, they were great. Um, they're beautiful, dark films, but Confusing. great. If you're a fan of like the Fate Stay Unlimited Blade Works series or Fate Zero, um, definitely give the movies a watch if you enjoyed that universe they kind of built through there. Yeah, kind of confusing, but I would say overall was... They're hella enjoyable, for especially for the animation. The animation's fantastic. I mean, if you are a demon slayer fan because you like the animation and you've never heard of the fate series i would highly recommend checking out like matt said fate zero fate stay nan on the mid blade works and the fate stay heaven feels movie they're all all done by the same studio that did has done demon slayer and it's they're just they don't miss honestly when it comes to animation they don't miss and that's true too if you're going into the fate series that whole universe preferably in our opinion start with those Shows Fate Zero and Fate Unlimited Blade Works. Otherwise, you're gonna go down a rabbit hole of this yeah. multiverse, is, but not multiverse timeline. Fate is a an entity of it sorts. Is, you know, um, there's a big YouTuber Giguk uh, in the Annie Tube community who's done attempted to do videos breaking down the uh, Fate timeline. And if you've ever checked it out, you'll know that the series it can be confusing. To say the least. I mean, obviously Matt just said a very controversial take, telling you guys where to start, but I would I would I would agree. I think if it depends on what you want, but I would say Fate Zero is a good starting point. And Fate Say Night on the Midblade works and then then you can kinda of decide from there what you want. If you like the series enough, then jump head first, man, and go right in there and watch all the craziness that Fate has to offer, from the cooking uh, slice of life to 
the more risque, sketchy stuff. Which, what, to whatever be you're fair, into. I have watched some of the other Fate stuff. Not necessarily the cooking or the risque ones, but I've watched uh, Fate Apophrica along with Fate Stay Night Grand Order, I think uh, it's yeah, called. Grand Order, yeah. So I've watched both of those, and one of them is better than the other. I can't really, you know. But that's all personal take, right? Uh, but yeah, definitely check out the Fate series if you like and if you're up to for an adventure, to say the least. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other movies we've saw in theaters. I think those are basically it. I think, like, minus, like, Marvel Star Wars that we've seen. Yeah, other than big nerd movies. I mean, I think we also saw the the Harry Potter films. Not, like, the last ones, but the um, Fantastic Beasts. No? No. Are you sure? I've never seen any of them. You're such a liar. <laughs> I've never, no, I'm, seriously, I've never seen any of them. We are both Harry Potter fans, but uh, I've not seen the Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the most recent, recent one. one. Yeah, it came out a few months ago. The third but one. I'm gonna not gonna lie, based on <laughs> based on some reviews, Ooh. I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, gung ho to, to to really see it. Maybe we'll watch all three together. Yeah, one time. we'll watch all three, and you know, we'll give you guys a review later on. To be fair, um, for the people who have watched the newest Fantastic Beast or the new Morbius movie. Um, IGN actually gave Fantastic Beasts a worse rating than the Morbius movie. Oh, worse so rating than gonna, Morbius. Well, wow. We're just going to put so that basically out there. Morbius is great. Exactly. Morbius, I think, is like... I think it was like a 4.5, and the Fantastic Beasts got like a 4.2. It's funny that you mention that, because I always thought... Um, so, for me, guys, <clears throat> in terms of comic books, my all-time favorite characters are probably Spider-Man, Batman, and Nightwing. Those are like... I know that Batman is, and those are super basic, but you have to remember when you're a kid, like, you don't care about what other people think. Well, I guess you do, but in terms of, like, your favorite comic book, you just pick who you like. You don't think about it too much, and those are definitely, like, my top three. But I was thinking about pre-Morbius, obviously, but it would be such a cool character, because I remember watching the um, animated, the 90s animated series of Spider-Man, and he, I won't say it was regular, but he definitely had an arc. I guess if you could call it in back in 90s cartoon days, if that's a thing. He had a little story. Um, I always thought it'd be cool to see like those off characters, those off villains in, in some of like the bigger movies. Not as their own movie, but <laughs> but I always thought it'd be cool to see him be like a Spider-Man villain in, you know, like Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat. Which I think they're kind of doing that now with, like, at least with some of the Disney Plus shows and even some of the new Marvel properties. I feel like they're kind of slowly, like, branching out to characters that don't necessarily need their own movie, but people want source material. Like, personally, like, growing up, like, I had no idea who Moon Knight was. In my eyes, that's always been, like, a C-list character. I think I saw him in, like, the background of an Avengers comic maybe once. Yeah, me, he's always just... But, I always just thought he was Marvel edgy Batman. Exactly, what, Like, right? in Batman's black, Moon Knight's white. <laughs> don't deal, right? Same thing. And character. he's just okay with killing people. I, I That's... Obviously, I had no knowledge. Kind of. It's 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 a convoluted, intense character. Without going into too but much he looks detail. Cool. He looks great. I love the costume design. All three costume designs. Yeah, yeah. He's... The... <laughs> yeah, All three. True. He's great. He's great. But, you know, it's cool design and everything like that. But even, like, uh, upcoming uh, She-Hulk. Like, I didn't expect that to be a property that they would even really touch upon. Even with, like, them not having the proper, in quotation, rights to Hulk with Marvel and stuff like that. So I was kind of surprised to see that She-Hulk was getting an actual show. It doesn't look... It looks good, I guess. I don't know. I think um, it doesn't it, look top tier quality, but it no. doesn't look. It's not the worst either. thing, Marvel. I think she's an out. interesting character in terms of Marvel lore. I'm curious though if they're gonna do it the way they did in the comics, because in the comics, 
in a nutshell, she became She-Hulk because she needed a blood transfusion mm. from Bruce Banner, and that's how she got the gamma radiation in her gamma radiation in her blood, and that's how she became She-Hulk. I don't know if they're going to be doing that. In Marvel the... doesn't do origin stories. Exactly, Marvel doesn't do origins. <laughs> it's 2022, guys. You know, There's Marvel no doesn't do stories. origins. Just I was thinking more want... just like you know the working class woman kind of thing. Yeah, like well, the I lawyer guess, style kind of thing. Obviously you have Matt Murdock for Daredevil, but I yeah. just mean like it's it would be cool to see a female lead just being more that, like a hero but is working a real job. A not kind of like, kind of job. I, kinda, yeah. I guess that's like oddly different than just getting like the superhero overload exactly. that Question we have. Question is though, is Daredevil going to be in the She-Hulk show? That'd be with great. With Matt Murdock being, in quotations, canon into the MCU now. Have them oppose, go off against uh, each other. Could you imagine? That'd be a great, like, secondary, like, storyline, yeah. I would love that, personally. I think it'd be great. I think they both fit that kind of, like, style, and I think be a perfect opportunity to kind of bring in those Netflix Marvel shows into the main DC, or DC, wow, uh, Marvel Extended Universe. Yeah, I do think that was a bit of a miss on Marvel's part for not including them in some of the bigger movies. I mean, they didn't have to have prominent roles, per se, but... I mean, when I first watched, like, the the Daredevil and stuff, I, th- I really enjoyed the casting and the characters, I thought. And based on how S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time was going, it never was in movies, but they related heavily, heavily closely to the movie. So you always felt like there was some... Well, know, I think um, even in the beginning of Daredevil, I think there's a scene where there's, like, this street dude trying to sell, like, DVD recordings of the fight that happened in New York and stuff like that. I think that was like a random thing that happened in Daredevil. That's weak. I know, but it's just a subtle to be like, hey, it's part of the same universe, but also not really, but it's fine. Yeah, even just like more mentions of, I guess, Daredevil like popping up, you know, around. I mean, he did pop up in the most recent Spider-Man. Yeah, which was great. It's not a spoiler because it's been like a year, guys. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah, it was great. I I loved his cameo and it was fantastic. I I literally laughed out loud when when his scene happened. Well, I guess with... um, I guess we're slowly making them more canvas because Kingpin was in um, the Hawkeye show. Haven't seen the Hawkeye show. Ah, I'm so a you, bad. You, you need to get up to date. You know? you, same actor, everything. So like they brought the oh, same okay. actor back and everything. Great. He's wearing a comic book accurate sh- uh, clothing, like costume kind of thing from um, a. Uh, is he wearing a white suit? White suit. He had the red Hawaiian shirt underneath. <laughs> I think it's um it's a Spider-Man storyline one-off. I think it's called like Family Business. If you have the graphic novel or, like, you've seen it, he's wearing the exact same costume from That's that particular awesome. comic, so... In the 90s uh, animation, he was, like, the go-to villain for, like, that whole show. I think in the comics, isn't he the one that, like, helped create the Sinister Six as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, he does a lot of things in uh, in the 90s cartoon. Like, he's kind of, like, the kingpin of yeah. crime, you could almost say. The big say. baddie, you know? Obviously, some, some of the villains are obviously still separate, like, like Norman is... Yeah, pretty separate, and he butts heads with, with Wilson Fisk a lot. But he definitely is. I guess that was always my expectation because, well, I'm old enough to obviously have seen the original Spider-Man movies when they came out as a kid, as a young wee lad. And uh, I guess like when you're a kid, you don't understand the complexities of rights and what you know and then who's what characters because all i've known from spider-man as a young kid was watching the 90s cartoon so my expectation was to see wilson fisk for a long time (laughs) and to finally see him in daredevil which to be fair in the 90s cartoon daredevil does not like wilson fisk at all that is accurate it's true so i think that would be cool watching spider-man team up with 
with uh, Daredevil to like have something go on with the Kingpin. That'd be great. I, mean, I think it has potential. I think Tom Holland signed on for a couple more Spider-Man films, or at least a couple appearances. So I think they're going to be going at least something like something that way. I don't they know. would have to do something with Venom, no? They'd have to, yeah, because at the end of the Spider-Man movie, there's a then, part of the symbiote left over in our in the universe, main, main universe. universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because Tom Hardy's Venom goes back to his universe, which I think it takes place in the same continuity as Morbius. Like the same Earth, but I'm not sure. Because the movie, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, there's a character that shows up in Morbius that makes no logical sense um, from a casual viewer to a comic book fan where Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture, somehow the spell gets reversed and he goes into Morbius' universe. From prison? From prison, ends up in the same prison cell, gets freed because no one knows why he's there. Oh, because he's just a random. He's just a random person on that universe and somehow still has the the vulture suit. Which doesn't make perfect sense. We don't know if that he like rebuilt it using different tech and stuff like that, or if the Shintari still attacked that Earth on that multiverse. We don't really know too much. But as it stands right now, it doesn't really make sense. But I'm hoping to see if we're gonna make a Sinister Six kind of style, which kind of sucks because I think it's at the end of um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. The post-credit scene is Vulture in prison, and you get introduced to Scorpion. But I yes. think it's only in the credits or like fan base be like, well, that's Scorpion, but <laughs> that's know. Scorpion. By the way, that's Scorpion. I mean, we kind of had a Sinister Six in the newest Spider-Man film, but they definitely have enough. And I mean, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be unlike Marvel to change things up and just introduce a whole new, not a whole new, but you know, their own version of the Sinister Six and not follow which six have been part of it before. That wouldn't surprise exactly, me either. Yeah. I know that. I'm sure they would get some fan backlash from the um, the passionate fan base, but... Well, even, like, for the next Spider-Man film, like, with the way Spider-Man ended, with no one remembering who he is, like, do you have any idea who do you think the next, like, Spider-Man villain would be? Well, just based on what's going on, I would, I would heavily link it to Venom, in a way. I Just based on, obviously... I'm a pretty iconic Spider-Man villain. Yeah. For we And we've seen, already seen... Um, you know, we've seen, we've seen him before, but we haven't. I don't feel like it was like ever done well. well. <laughs> In my, I mean, like, yeah. I don't, don't know get me that, wrong. I don't uh, know Tom if that's a controversial take, but I don't think he was done no. great. Can confirm the two Venom movies, not terrible, but I think both of them pretty much have the same plot. Where oh, yeah, I haven't the, seen them. <laughs> yeah, it's it to me. It's the same plot where it's like, oh, this dude has another symbiote and he needs to fight, and there's just. It seems like a recycled plot, but I think Tom Hardy was great. I think great cast is Eddie Brock having that, like, two-sided where he's a troubled individual just trying to make it by, and then the symbiote's trying to, like, make him go slightly crazy. So I think that was good casting. Yeah, I think the, um, they could do, obviously do, Black Suit's been done, but, you know, you could do it with Tom Holland, why not? See how it goes. Why not? I mean, like, the symbiote's canon, right? So, like... I don't know if it's said where Tom Tom Hardy is, like Eddie Brock, where he is, like what bar or anything he's at. We yeah, just think he's really, on like a vacation they were somewhere. Just very right? up in the air. Yeah. And plus, it's just it's just Peter now. Exactly, but the symbiote knows. The the symbiote knows. But unless the symbiote somehow also forgot. No. But that because symbiote's an all new. I think in Marvel they went at like symbiote's like an all-knowing being across the multiverse and time. It's like space. An, it's like outside the circle of yeah the time, time and, space. and space. Yeah, interesting. But just based it's on like the speed force, but yeah, the symbiote force something. Yeah, 
Well, the the post credit scene for Venom two is them like at a, like a beach house of some sort, and the whole like Venom's like, oh Eddie, I'll give you some of my power so you can understand the symbiote kind of thing, and like and then the whole spell happens and they wake up in the regular con like core Marvel universe, and then like Tom Holland's at uh, Spider Man's on the TV. That's and one way of Venom's like, I know him, I hate Spider-Man kind of thing. Oh, Venom's always hated Spider-Man. And Venom always hates <laughs> Spider-Man, you know? Even though he doesn't have the Spider-Man symbol on his chest at all or anything, but it's fine. What is licensing? Right? I don't know, but I think, uh, going back to the question, I think Spider-Man 4, part of me hopes that it's Chameleon as the villain. Because I think that'd be interesting because... But Chameleon's never felt like, like a main villain. It yeah, felt but he like was the he's... first villain Spider-Man ever fought. Like, I guess that's a good, like, yeah, run. a good, like... Because it's like a reboot. Not a reboot that Marvel's doing, but like a soft yeah, reset of, kind of, of the Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I doing it that. that way and then just having the storyline where Chameleon's like understands who Peter was. Like Chameleon gets, figures out that Peter is Spider-Man and then starts like changing his face to all of his like past friends and stuff. Oh, and just like, like more screw with him? To screw with him kind of thing like that way. That'd be interesting. Like more of a mental... Yeah. I guess the, the previous movie was also pretty mentally draining for Peter, but... I can, but on a different but, aspect. Yeah, I definitely can see, like, how does Peter handle being alone? Exactly. We we haven't seen that. He goes back to his homemade suit at the end, which is nice. I kind of like that. Yeah, it was nice. So. I liked the the color choice, too. It was very... Comic book Very comic... Yeah, nostalgic, I yeah, guess. Yeah, not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but, like, proper, just Marvel comics. Which does feel like... It does feel like he should have had that suit earlier. I don't know I if agree. that's how you yeah. feel, but I know... I was definitely on the side of, I felt like Tony Stark was doing too much for Peter in the MCU. Which I get, they needed to Bring just him in pull somehow. him in somehow. And yeah. that's, it is a great way. Like, Peter is a smart is a smart character. So it kind of is a good way of bringing him under the wing of Tony Stark in terms of how they went with the ages. But I just, I did feel like he did too much. Like, giving him the Iron Spider suit is fine because Tony has done, ha, literally has done that. Right? But it feels like he should have had his own version of what we would consider a real Spider-Man suit. Well, he kind of had one at the beginning, like, but it was more well, like Scarlet like go- Spider yeah, style. With the goggles and the pajama Yeah. I was thinking more like like his actual suit. But they did have him make his own web cartridges and yeah. stuff and shooters, so. He obviously... I just feel like they never... They haven't shown off Peter's intelligence as much as even the past ones did. Like, they yeah. at least had a little bit more... They showed it a little the bit. The Amazing Spider-Man, I think, was probably the best at showing off that Peter was Science-y. of higher intellect, yeah, per se. But I don't know. Maybe they'll do it in the next one. And like you said, it's a sophomore. That now it's just Peter. Maybe we will. Maybe he'll be in school in exactly. college. Exactly. I think. I think the newest one is called Spider-Man Freshman Year. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's confirmed or if that's just like speculated what the title is going to be. It's not bad. Just to kind of be like instead of Homecoming, it's Freshman Year kind of thing. Somewhere else, obviously. Yeah, but I school. hope that he's gonna meet Norman Osborn in this one. Who's Norman Osborn? <laughs> well, like not necessarily, but like you know that whole like. Do you want him to meet all the Osborns? Like meet Harry and like that's I think, how. Well, his, I think it'd be like, cool. That's like, his first new his friend. new friend. Yeah, is Harry Osborn? His first new friend, yeah. best fr- best friend is Harry Osborn. And I think kind of where. For that? Ooh, it's a good question. We need someone in like the same general age gap. I mean, um, what's his face from Maze Runner wouldn't be terrible. Uh, Dylan O'Brien? O'Brien, yeah, yeah, his the Teen Wolf dude. Like They're some, doing a Teen Wolf movie. Yeah, it's not about that. is Dylan <laughs> O'Brien coming back for that yet? Uh, so I think most of the cast is except for like two or I three people. Tyler and the guy who plays Superman are coming back. Yeah. And they're both producers, I think. Or yeah, something. I think so. Yeah, 
I don't. I don't know. I only saw it on Twitter quick. Yeah. But, but we need someone like that, like someone that's like that similar age. Weren't group. they thinking of doing Dylan O'Brien for Spider Man? I think he was in the running. Yeah. Or they can get like Asia Butterfield because he was also in the running. That'd for... be kind of cool to have like people that they were thinking yeah. of casting. Maybe sure. they'll get an actual British guy to play the Osborns and just keep the accent and still getting them to Americanize like every other British actor in the MCU. <laughs> true. True. Bendit Cumberbatch. Bendit. Australian Warren. actors and British actors Chris are just all... Tom Holland. <laughs> All American accents. It's fine. It's oh, yeah, fine. we're Canadian, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're Canadian. That's all. Just in uh, an Ontario just, that's there. A, that's a fun fact, I guess. Yeah. Like, You'll hear with the A's occasionally that we drop at the end of our sentences. The problem is we don't do a boot or anything like that. Don't worry. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, it was just two dudes in a podcast. In an igloo. In an igloo. You know, a little cold, a little chilly. Um... But yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, I'm curious what they're going to do with Spider-Man. I feel like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's so much they're able to tackle now. And I'm, I'm almost scared for it. Yeah, because there's too much now. There's too much. I, and it seems like they're doing like five or six storylines. I'm definitely just... suffering from some major superhero burnout. Hardcore superhero burnout. I don't... I haven't seen the Doctor Strange movie yet. Um, I haven't seen... What else? What else is coming? You haven't I, seen Morbius. You haven't seen um, wow, the like, Batman. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the Batman. That's three hours. That's a lot of time. That's a three-hour movie. That's a hard. That's a hard, That's like nine episodes of anime. <laughs> it's true. That's one way to look at it. Honestly, that is that is almost that's a an almost full an entire season. season. That's almost a season of anime for one what seems to be okay Batman film, which I like Batman and. I've seen some of Robert Pattinson's movies, and he's definitely a great actor, but I don't know. Three hours is a long time. Maybe I watched it an hour at a time. Is that, is that like, offensive to, to film creators? I don't think so. Who had, who actually finished watching the Snyder Cut? That was, like, four and a half hours. Did anyone watch that? I, I, never I watched, watched the first half, and I was like, I gotta go. What's this two hours? <laughs> like, and <laughs> You're I'm like, that's halfway enough. done. You that's know? enough of that. Well, I feel like with the superhero burnout, though, I feel like it's Marvel's coming out with too much. And DC's not coming out with enough, almost, in the sense that they're... But with DC coming out with sh- not great films... No, they weren't really. Help. I mean, Shazam wasn't bad. I don't know. I didn't watch Aquaman or the second Wonder Woman movie, but, like, the first Wonder Woman was... First Wonder Woman was pretty good. Yeah, I guess... I don't know. I just feel like, for me, like, that buildup of, like, over, you know, like, a decade of movies, or it's, like, that was what I was experiencing growing up, right? Like, that's what I... You know, Iron Man 1. 2008 came out. Yeah, so I would have been, you know, I'm not going to say exact age, but I would have been young enough to super be pumped for Iron Man. And I've been growing up watching the films since. And it feels like Endgame was really, you know, it really was the end game. It was the build up for all of those films. And after that, I I saw Spider-Man because as mentioned before, Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters. So I watched that. And then just after that, I just haven't been hyped for anything i haven't been like oh yay that sure like even the shows the mcu shows on disney plus i haven't been like nothing has really like gotten me be like yeah i need to watch that like i'm so excited to watch that i just feel like i would much rather watch other things i guess than more mcu content i think it's amazing like the fact that they've created this beast of of a franchise it's it's there's no way they actually thought it was going to be this big like it would not surprise me if they're like yeah our goal is to hopefully get that's probably what it was it was probably hopefully get to 
to, to this point... Hopefully we'll get to the first Avengers movie and just kind of see our way through. And it was big, and then they were probably like, okay, maybe we can introduce a, a big, big bad. And then they were probably like, okay, let's do the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, yeah, we'll just bring everything in, it's fine. I'm sure they were like, okay, if we can get to that... Anything's we, we've, possible. We've done it. You yeah. know, we achieved it. But then it just feels like so much after that. Almost too much coming out now. It's like... It seems like they're trying to, like, put out their feels. They're like, hey, we'll do, like, we'll hint at, like, the Dark Avengers and A-Force and the Young Avengers and Secret Invasion and Secret Wars. And it almost seems like they're waiting for the fans to pick one. I don't think they would have done that if Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't as successful as it was. No, I, I agree. I think that Guardians of the Galaxy was really out of the box at the time. And the Space Avengers. <laughs> people obviously really loved them. And I think if you don't have that, they don't... Marvel doesn't take nearly as many risks on, like, the weirder C-list characters. Well, I mean, because of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they've literally moved, like, a C-list superhero team to arguably A-list now. It's true. It's the, it kind of reminds me of um, the way some, like, anime have impact on manga sales and stuff. It's like, you can go from being, like, an okay run-of-the-mill shonen, and then if you're the animation which to be fair the anime is just a giant you know ad for the manga but if it's a good anime it can totally ignite and the sales can pop off after that right that's it kind of feels like that in the similarity where it's like oh these characters that nobody probably really knows about have a successful movie in the marvel cinematic universe and then all of a sudden people are like wow i want to know more about these characters i want to read about them and all of a sudden <laughs> Now, then you'll get bigger writers writing the stories for them. No, I 100% agree. And I feel like Gardens of the Galaxy is a great example for that, really. Because you have a bunch of these, like, characters that a lot of people even, like, have, haven't really heard about. Like, even, like, Groot, for example. He's an old character in, in Marvel Universe. He was back, dating back, then to, like, the 60s. Because he was just, like, random, like, one-off giant kaiju-style monsters. He was just Groot a, from Planet X. Giant twig. A giant twig tree man, right? And then I think, like, I think Gamora or Drax is one of the newer characters, but I'm not entirely sure. But even still, like, it's it's prime example, right, of how just throwing something out there and see if it sticks. And if it sticks, it can make tons and tons of money, right? Yeah, I mean, especially if you market cute things, like Groot, as a baby. Baby tree. Baby tree Groot. Good old baby Groot. Not a fan. Yeah, me and Matt are both baby Groot haters. Both. I, I like his design, but I also feel like... It was too much. You obviously know what they're going for. Yeah. It felt almost like it was they were pushing it a little too much. Like, I love it. It's cute. You know, it was good for the first few minutes. But personally, I don't know. I think I'm just a hater against Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, Do not cool. like that movie. No offense to anyone that enjoys it. I just think it's one of the worst Marvel Matt's an elitist. Games. I am not an elitist. I was just upset. With that That's movie. an MCU elitist. I'm not. He, he didn't like it because it didn't do anything for the MCU. I think that's like... That's literally the core reason. Like, that's that the easiest, simplest way. Yeah. I just felt like you were so far into, like, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline that it's like, here's a one-off story. And it just... I don't know. It was just so bland to me. I didn't care for Mantis too much. And I didn't really care about the daddy issues storyline that, that kind of went yeah, with. Yeah, that was really weird. You know? I, I, will, I will say I agree. I think for the most part, the thing I enjoy, I enjoy about the MCU is the buildup of the entire universe in that it progressed the plot of of going to Endgame in a way. So yeah, I would agree that, in my opinion, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 did not do enough 
to progress that. It just did feel like a fun... Oh, you can tell that they weren't expecting Guardians of the Galaxy 1 to have as big of a success as it was. I like agree. It definitely got pigeonholed in there. Like, hey, we, cannot, we have time to make another Guardians. Let's do it. And it does feel like not as much thought went into how they were going to progress the story. It seemed like a joke movie almost. Because, I mean, it had, what, five post-credit scenes or like five <laughs> mid-credit scenes and it was like we get it okay it's a little much though i don't even remember all five to be honest there's no. like the stan lee watcher cameo there's the guardians of like the 31st century cameo that had like michael rasenbaum and miley cyrus was in it it was really random voice cast for that like no you remember way scene. more than i did there's like three others i think one's like a teenage group story like i just need all of the uh all the post-credit scenes just create their own movie with it honestly it feels like half the post-credit scenes are just like here's i mean captain america i think hit the post-credit scene was literally the avengers trailer <laughs> just have like an i mean i mean you could probably do it on youtube actually i don't even check i wonder if disney plus even has maybe they have all of the post-credit scenes post-credit scenes they have all the short films that connect to the mcu so i'm wondering it'd be cool i'm sure there's something on like YouTube yeah or you could probably watch a youtube compilation of all the of all of them together yeah I wonder how many, how much time it is in total. It's got to be like an hour. I mean, you're looking at Doctor Strange, I think, is the 34th MCU movie. <laughs> just so. watch over an hour's worth of post-credit scenes. That's pretty crazy. Just see if there's an actual story that, like, connects through everything to see if there's a connection. That'd be insane. Could you imagine if they, like, thought it out thoroughly? I mean, with... Just with, something in the background. I mean, with um, Phase 1, there was a story. Because Nick Fury was the Iron Man post credit saying we're trying to put together a team... Yeah, that was definitely yeah. that. You know what vibes that gives me is, um, if anyone reads One Piece, um, I'm not too sure how many people, how many manga could do this, but One Piece Oda does the um, the cover series, where he tells like a mini story that's going on in the One Piece world, totally separate from what's going on. That's what it feels like. Like in the like they were like did their own little thing where like. This is happening while all this other stuff is happening. But if you don't pay attention to it, you're not going to know. Yeah, all the people that left the movies early before post-credit scenes were... People still do it, man. Doctor Strange 2, people are still leaving. No, they're definitely leaving because they know, and they're just like, oh, I'll get out of the movie theater early, and I'll just look it up on YouTube. That's true. Or something. Yeah. I think that that's what it is now, but beforehand, you know that people were like, what the heck are people talking about? What do you mean? That was a part of the movie. I don't remember that. Though post-credit scenes were a thing before the MCU. They were definitely milking it. They milk it now hard in the MCU. Because remember when it used to be, like, pretty quick? Yeah. And now they, like, show, like, a weird, like, not really a post-credit scene, but it is a post-credit scene, but not really? I think they started doing jokes. I think it was the Spider-Man Homecoming is when the post-credit scenes have them become, like, jokes. Because I think the Spider-Man Homecoming is Captain America coming up on screen. Oh, from, like, yeah, the gym. yeah, the gym one. Yeah. It's, like, something about patience. It was some, like, jeezy, like, joke of, like, remember... Patience is a virtue or something like that. or like Yeah, it was Captain America being a goody two-shoes Captain yeah. America. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you want to talk about? For <laughs> I guess not. I mean, I feel like we went on kind of a random tangent. Yeah, about. our apologies for this random tangent of superhero movies. Um, I guess, well, before we end, we, I said my favorite comic book here, so I guess you should oh, say wow. yours. Just, okay. to, just to at least align. Yeah, that connect that. everything a little bit. Eh? All right, so this is a convoluted question for me. Oh, um God. It's, it's rough for me because I'm an X-Men fan and a Green Lantern fan. So those are such, like, broad titles. I mean, that just likes big bands of people. Exactly. But if I have to choose, probably, like, X-23 okay. and Cable. Like, those are some of my favorite uh, Marvel characters. And then DC. Probably, like, Kyle Rayner. I think he's a good old Green Lantern. 
And from like at least the new Fifty T run, I loved Swamp Thing. Thought Swamp Thing was oh, great. Oh yeah, Matt definitely talked a lot. bunch about Swamp Thing when he was reading it at the time. Like, but I think it was more Scott Snyder. He, he wrote would not it, shut up about it. It's just a different take on the the DC universe that you don't hear about enough with like sure. Animal Man, Swamp Thing, and like it's almost like the Justice League Dark aspect of DC because yeah. it's always like you always see like the big three like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and like the core Justice League, or you have like the Teen Titans, or the, the Bat Family, but there's always, like, this whole other team that's happening off to the side with, like, Constantine. Yeah, there's a bunch of other heroes. That no one <laughs> talks about, like, I don't know, like, the Justice League Dark feels like a B-list team, or, like, a C-list team, but doesn't feel that, like it should be. I mean, they got two animated movies. They feel I like think. because they are. Because they are, I know, but That's still. why they feel like it. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. And that's coming from, I'm a huge, like, from the media I've read of, of her, and the Especially the like the animated stuff. Zatanna, I think, is a really cool character. Yeah, no, she's phenomenal. But definitely uh, on the lower, on yeah. the lower end. I don't know. The thing about DC is, I feel like they just they stick to like their core like six characters. And yeah, they're scared else. to they're scared to like have the other ones be successful. It's yeah. like it's like they don't think they can be. Exactly. But I think, like you said, like with good enough writing, they they for sure can. Exactly. No, I hundred percent. Like with with DC, right? It's literally like the core six or seven justice league members like outside of that and even green lantern's pushing it i think that's what it is they tried a green lantern movie and it just bombed and they're like okay we're just gonna stick with like the big five or six like wonder woman Superman. there's no way they thought that that was gonna be good though no gosh no terrible cgi like i'm sure when like that script was done because wasn't that also done during like the the writer uh strike something and like that yeah and it's just like there's no way they were like yeah this will be good this is gonna be great look at this cgi like, hot garbage like i'm sure ryan reynolds probably read that script and was like clenching his teeth like ooh. but the one thing you gotta keep in mind is that was the film that uh ryan reynolds and blake lively met on I'm pretty sure, and I think that's what caused One of the best couples ever? One of the best Hollywood couples ever. Yeah, definitely one of the best Hollywood couples. Excluding Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, of course. That's a separate couple. Yeah, that's true. It's ironic that Ryan Reynolds is both of them. Yeah, it's just weird, you know, but... Also Canadian. Also Canadian. Ryan Reynolds, great Canadian man. Haven't met him. One day, maybe. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Haven't met him. Haven't met him. He seems like a cool guy. I don't know. He seems like a funny guy. But anyways, we'll just wrap this up for today, uh, for... The finish of our first ever episode of the Nerdy Misfits podcast. Remember to drop a review. Let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about in the future episodes. And remember to always check us out on our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch us right here up on Spotify for new episodes and content of the podcast here. Remember, I'm Matt. And I'm Connor. Perfect. Y'all have a great night.